The following podcast is presented to you by the BICBP Radio Network. Hello, everybody. Welcome to a brand new episode of the Panel Discussion Podcast, your home for comic book talk on the BICBP Radio Network. My name is Matt Johnson, one of your hosts, alongside this week with Chris Gullum. And unfortunately, Greg Knowlton cannot be here today. We're we're actually pretty upset. The, the theme of the show was something that all three of us definitely wanted to talk about, but uh, we completely understand. So we left him at the bottom of the pit in Vormir. Is, uh, <laughs> is, is, is he still in Vormir, or did the uh, did the hand get a hold of him? I don't know. I I don't know if we can retcon this. I don't know. I mean, I feel like the hand got into the port of Vormir, and you know, because we all know. Greg is a uh, his car carrier member of the Chased. So. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, unfortunately, Chris or excuse me, Greg will not be. I'm more. Yeah, I'm here. I'm man. used to. I'm used to say Chris. I'm, I'm more. I'm used, used to just time traveling. <laughs> oh, spoiler! <laughs> spoilers. It is uh, spoiler. Uh, this episode will be full of spoilers. In fact, upon release date, which is Monday. Um, the Rooster Brothers have announced that this spoiler ban is up, so as of Monday, we can actually talk about Endgame and not feel terrible about it, I think. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's already been, like, spoiler There have been. And all and that. We're giving people time. We did. We wanted to give people time. Two weekends. Two weekends. Uh, because that's just, I mean, I think that's fair. If you're a big enough fan um, of, a, uh, of a franchise and you really want to know, you there's a good chance you probably see it within the first two weekends. I think at the very most. Um, last year, when talking about in you know Infinity War, there was this woman at work. I hate her to death, and I won't say her name, but I just absolutely hate her, like more than anything in this world, because she's she's just a fake and a phony. But you're was, a phony. You're a phony. <laughs> it was about a month after Infinity War came out, right? And people in our work trailer were trying were, were trying to discuss it, and she's like, "No, no, no, no spoilers!" Just yelling it. And then she, then we asked, then I'm like, "Oh, it's been a month, so if you haven't seen it yet, that's kind of on you." And then she hasn't. She admitted to not seeing all of the Marvel movies, which drove me nuts. Did this type of. Which okay, there is a, some people that haven't watched every one, and they watch any of it. I don't know. I I, th- I think if you care as much as you do, you see everything. But don't get defensive like that. Right. <sighs> Moving on. Uh, I mean, I mean, what do you? When you? I think yeah. I think two weeks is is fair to talk about spoilers for a movie. I, uh, I do. I mean, everybody's different, but I mean, I get the whole spoiling. You know, there's been a big debate with actually friends of ours. Uh, Huge know. debate. Like, Sh- I can't shout believe... Shout out to Ro- Rob Sanderson. Is it, a, is it a spoiler if it's on television? Like, for example, the Game of Thrones going on right now when people talk about it like an hour after the show ends. Yeah. And he gets mad and then there's this big debate. And my thing is, is that's live TV. That's a different variable. What can you do? People are going to have an automatic reaction. But somebody, when it comes to a movie, is, might watch a movie like we did at 6 o'clock at night on Thursday... But they physically can't see it because they got to go in their car, go somewhere, pay money until, say, Friday at 5. Right. So I think with that little debate on a side, my side is is if it's a television show, it is what it is. 
people are going to post things. People get mad like, oh, somebody spoiled who won the world title on Raw. Right, it's, right. It's it's happening live. We're in the it's, age of social media. But with movies, not everybody has that chance to watch it live. So. No, I, I, I feel I, I can I can agree with that. Yeah, because there was a lot of people upset about Game of Thrones. And, and, and this is one of the most, like, like I couldn't believe that we were talking about it. I, I don't know. Do you like spoilers? Because I actually, I do and I don't. I don't. Um, I, I had don't. Shazam spoiled for me, and I asked specifically asked the person not to spoil it for me, and they kept giving hints, alluding to stuff that happened. See, yeah, that's just. And I haven't seen Shazam yet. I'm I'm terrible. It's dude. It's great. but I don't know anything. I don't either. <laughs> I don't either. But you would appreciate it. Yeah. Um. Because I was absolutely livid, and I guess because this is the the spoil the spoiler episode. The morning of, and you know about this, um, the morning of, you know, that we went to go see Endgame, um, people were, I, I was clicking, looking through Facebook and there was a GIF going around and I clicked on it and it was one thing and then it turned into something else, which happened to be a pretty big Endgame spoiler. Um, it sucked. It sucked. It was... It was the last scene uh, of the battle, at least, where Iron Man has the gauntlet, and he snaps, and you know Thanos is gone. Did it completely ruin the movie for me? No, but the thing that drove me nuts was I knew how it ended, and I don't know because we're in professional wrestling, right? We we all we know we know what it is. Pe- people, fans, know what it is. They they know it's scripted. But the diehards, the the people that truly enjoy the product, um, they like that roller, that psychological roller coaster, highest of highs, lowest of lows, the suspension of disbelief. I think spoilers are absolutely are just, especially for a movie of this magnitude, are just awful. And that's just me. I like I don't, I, I don't want to know as, with the stakes as big as they were, and and. Just everything that that was built up, I it was very, I was very upset that somebody would go out of their way to to try and spoil a movie through something the means that they did, but I I, I want to not know. What, what, so I like sometimes I like spoilers with characters. If somebody goes, oh, you got to watch Gotham because this guy shows up. Like I like stuff like that. I don't want to know the plot or anything. And what I love, and we'll get into it about Avengers, is a lot of the cool little things that I enjoyed. I had no idea were happening right. because you'd hear heard these people weren't even. Oh, that person's not in this movie, and there they are. Like so, that was pretty cool. Um, but I this is where I think was weird. A lot of the spoilers came from it airing in China. China yes. always gets the movies a month later. Why all of a sudden was this one early? I was very confused about that as well. Because, yes, it came out... Because they always yeah, rely on that second run for China to... To, to boost up numbers. Yeah, yeah I, I was... Maybe China doesn't want to get spoiled anymore. I don't know. Because, because I, England... I, England's it, usually ahead, it too. It happened with... But, but it happened... Was it, was it Justice League? I think it happened with Justice League. Infinity War, they were out before, too. Where there was backlash. And then in England, they started, like, kind of scaling back at, like, oh, you only had, you had to have a special media credential. Oh, really? It was, I know there was a lot of things where, or you had to sign an agreement or something like that that you wouldn't put it on the internet. Right. So. Wow. Yeah, it's. Because there was a backlash with England. 
That's interesting. Yeah, I was very surprised that China took so long. So I, I got feel Civil like Civil War a week early. That's what it was. Okay, Civil yeah, Civil War came early there. I think I know England usually gets like a few days before, at least a week. Um, but yeah, the thing about China it surprised me because I think typically what they like to do is. Um, you know, with their political regime there is they like to filter through everything, make sure there's no propaganda, yeah. nothing that can, um, you know, give people ideas, I guess. And then they, they put the movie down on display. It takes a little while. But for them to have it immediately, um, it's, I mean, it's good. It's a nice boost for their, you know, worldwide global box office numbers. It's killing it right now. Endgame still uh, to this It'll be day. probably the highest grossing movie of all time. It probably will be. It probably will be. Um, so yeah, I mean, that's, that's pretty much our thoughts on like spoilers and, and stuff. We did have some big news this week before we get into the, the meat and potatoes of this podcast. Um, oh crap. Well, I, I, no, 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 <laughs> I blanked out for a second. No, no, no we'll, 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 let's go into uh, a couple of the things. Um, first off, uh, we were getting a little more clarification on really what the future of, of Marvel is now with the shows basically being done on Netflix and stuff like that. But by the way, just quick side note, are we getting Jessica Jones season three? I don't think so. It was, it was being filmed, but I don't, I, I don't know what's happening. I don't know. They that. never really officially canceled it though. No, either. No, they usually wait till they like Punisher and then they canceled. And so, you know, who knows where we're going with that. But so we, we talked about it how cool it was that Hulu was bringing the adult-themed cartoon shows. Yes. And a lot of cool shows like that. And now it seems like this Hulu deal is even getting more extensive uh, as far as what they're going to do is a couple more original TV shows. Now, they already have Runaways. And I you have not got a chance yet, right, Matt, to actually sit and, and, and watch Runaways? I have not, no. The, the, that's what the summer's about. There's some stuff that you've seen that I haven't, stuff that I've seen you haven't. That's what I love about summer. Because like, <laughs> like, you, you could just take a weekend and just binge stuff. I highly recommend Runaways. And I haven't even finished season two. But it, on paper, you're like, no. Oh, a bunch of teenagers they are mad at their parents that are villains. Uh, and it's just so well done, just like how Cloak and Dagger is. I've heard very good things about it, yeah. Um, and I'm really excited because they'll, they'll they cross lines, the like drug use and just being like, hey, like this is probably morally unethical. So when we find out that we're gonna get Hel- Hellstrom, I know I kept saying the uh, Darkstorm deal, <laughs> we're getting we're getting Ghost Rider and Hellstrom shows. They say they won't cross over. That's but I they always say that, and then boom, look, there's a crossover. Um, I love the Ghost Rider move, a hundred percent. Gabriel Luna, it is the car Ghost Rider, but I'm okay with that because I think he killed it on Agents of the Shield, and it kind of brought life back to that show. That show got renewed because of Gabriel Luna. You're probably and, right, and how popular it was, and that fight he had. Oh, uh, with Daisy Johnson, Quake. So uh, I'm a I'm a huge huge fan of him portraying that. I think what's good about this is you can go into the you really dig into the uh, scope of the writers. Will we get Johnny Blaze in that show? We may. You know, will we get Danny Ketch in that? I think that's a huge possibility because no one's really going to use Danny Ketch, right? For anything, I I don't think. Um, so 
that 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 is something I think can happen. And then you know maybe we get into the riders of the past and stuff like that. And there's a lot of room. Yeah. There and and he's got the great the story with the handicapped brother and it. There, there's a lot of room for to build a story there. Hellstrom, I mean, listen, know who really heard about the Guardians? Who, you know, Hellstrom's not a very popular character. I don't know how I feel about it. Uh, just because, like, we talked about it. They're, it, they're obviously saying, hey, listen, Hulu's going to be... It was, like, it was like Netflix was our street level. And now Hulu's our dark universe. Yes. Like type thing or just, you know, things that, you know, little, because the Runaways is weird and dark and alien and it's, it's weird too. So I I wish we talked about it off air, a brother voodoo. I really want to know about Sorcerer Supremes of the past, uh, stuff like I think that'd be cool. We we talked about it before and the original Guardians. Yes. Yondu. That would be something neat. Um Werewolf at Night, Moon Knight, which the Russo brothers said they want to do. Could someone greenlight this? <laughs> For the love of God, <laughs> please. I, I swear the payoff better be sweet. And then <laughs> my dream casting, he just keeps getting older and older, Makane. Oh, yeah. So I don't I think he's too old for it at this point. Um, <laughs> that would be good. He, yeah, because he, you know, right? But uh, so... Anyways, yeah. So, like Moon Knight, Werewolf at, uh, at Night. Uh, we've we've talked about Blade. I think Blade at this point is better fitted for a TV show and can get that traction that maybe like a True Blood did. Yeah, you know, uh, and and, I, and that's the same thing I feel about Werewolf at Night. I feel like though you can attract audiences of many demographics with those, um, you know, just those darker characters, a, a man thing. Um, you know, if, if more beast wasn't at Sony, like, yeah, that would be perfect for him. But, but you know what I'm saying? Like the, those, those characters like that would, would be cool. Uh, I honestly don't even know much about Hellstrom. I, I don't either. I was like, who is this guy? I, I am. And, and it, you know, I know we do a comic book podcast and I was like almost ashamed of myself. Cause like, cause there are some people who very much know who the character is, but you know, I, it's kind of cool. It seems to be like from a similar so theme than as Ghost Rider. I think I know what they're doing with this. Okay. What do you got? I think that's going to be their Lucifer. Oh, okay. Because he is the son of Satan, Hellstrom. Uh, I, I just think they saw how well-received Lucifer was, like using Satan in like a more realistic like tone. And I have a feeling that that's where we're going to go with it. Like I said, it could be good, but it's worked for Lucifer. Preacher, not so much. Right. Like, I, in my opinion, some people love Preacher. I just, I, I just don't want them to go too dark out of their realm. And here's the thing: now, so you have Disney Plus, which looks like they're going to get those big cinematic ones. We tell you know. I'm King so Falcon excited and, for Disney Plus. Where now? And 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 I may, maybe we're going to jump the gun before the Avengers, but. You know, they they did just come into hundreds of properties that would make for great television shows like Alpha Flight. Yeah. And just any of those mutants by themselves would make for a good show. And anything in the Fantastic Four universe. So, yeah. I Yeah, I agree. I it's There's, there's a lot of mystery. And now... <clears throat> I mean, they got longevity till the end. They do. And as long as they want to do, you know... Keep the Marvel Cinematic Universe going. They they're gonna be okay, um, and we'll get to that in a little bit. But I, I mean, we, we kind of have we have a 
Well, actually, I don't know. Do we even really have a a, a better picture of it now with with Endgame? Because I still have more questions. I have a lot of questions, and I, I'm very excited to talk to them. About yeah. It. Absolutely. So let's jump into that. Let's jump. Into oh, that. actually, one other. Oh, one other oh, news. wait. Guardians. Well, two. <laughs> There's one that you forgot that I just thought of watching. That you do the Guardians and I. And I and okay. So whatever you know, the, there was. We all know the issue. If you're a comic book fan, movie fan, um, you know, you you know that there was issues with James Gunn, uh, maybe a year or so ago, and he was let go by Disney and Marvel, whatever. Um. We already announced that he came back, and the biggest question was, when was Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 going to start filming? Um, Because Gunn does have to honor his contract with DC doing Suicide Squad 2, but it has been officially reported that originally we didn't think we were going to get the movie or even at least start filming until 2021. The movie will chart their filmography, uh, cinematography, in next year, 2020, which I think is huge news. Um, I'm relieved, I, like very relieved. It, it's you know that it's going to come out sooner, and we're going to get closure to that. You know, I'm ha- I'm happy the way that everything panned out. You know, it's and the movie's going to be more fun now. With which yeah, we'll get into, it, we'll in get into it in a little bit, but yeah, like I, I, I'm glad because. You know, I don't know. There's there's just such a charm about the Guardians of the Galaxy. You know, like I just get giddy every time I see them. Uh, like a month or so ago, I was on uh, our network's uh, Vinyl Divers podcast with Anthony Mullen, and and I brought up the 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 vinyl that I brought up was the very first Guardians movie, and it just like just thinking about it, talking about it, just brought so much joy. To me, because it, it, I don't know the the Guardians. It's it just holds a special place in my heart. Like it's it's a good, it's a great series. Just great, very lovable, uh, fun characters. I'm just so glad that we're gonna get we're gonna get you know that group back sooner than we all anticipated. And you know, with a little extra help and well, the full squad at the very least. Yeah, and with the Eternals coming out too, it's gonna be cool to. To have more of that space building. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Your news. Sony. The TV shows. Oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, Matt never swears out here. So that, that must be I like... don't. I try to retri- restrain myself. Uh, I swear on the other ones, but. <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah. All right. So uh, why not ruin my morning? So it came out that Sony is going to produce television shows using their Marvel characters, which their Marvel characters are the Spider-Man universe. Now, is it, they've realized that they can't do all these crazy solo movies that they wanted to do. And then they figure, Oh, let's do some TV shows or they're just like, well, let's abuse these properties as, <laughs> as much as we can. I, I almost wish Disney would just say, just sell us the Spider-Man. Well, because Spider-Man's future is still in question in the MCU too. Like yeah, like the, he's kind. It, from everything that I've been brought up to believe the last couple of years, his MCU usage ends after Far From Home, which is this year, this July. That is from, from what we know. Yeah, because from what we understand, it was four movies. Yes, 
Um, and what is it's and everybody thought it was. Well, that's oh, five uh, now. That'll be well. This one. Oh be yeah, five. five. Yeah, no, five movies. I'm sorry. Yeah, Civil War, both Avengers, two Spider Mans. So, I don't know. I'm nervous about it. Um, and there hasn't been much talk about it, which surprised. I, I mean, unless I missed something, uh, there hasn't been much talk or discussion about the contract agreement. Amy between Pascal the two. did leave Sony, though. She did. So that could be huge because she was a big proponent on like and building all this around Spider Man. Yeah. But she leaves, and we hear about the TV shows. <sighs> I look, see. I, I think that's not. I'm a, a huge Spider Man fan, right? And I guess. Maybe you could do a symbiote TV show that may be kind of cool. Um, I mean, the problem is, is all the characters I think of the, the, in the Spider-Man universe that would be really good for a TV show are still technically Marvel properties, like a Blade, like a Punisher. So, so it's like, I, I just, I don't know if there's a... Okay, I'll tell you what would be cool. But this is just me grasping for straws to try to defend this. Right. A Mad Men style J. Jonah young J. Jonah Jameson journalist show. I could I could dig that. If done right, I could dig it. Yeah. It still bothered me though that he's not in the MCU. I uh, Yeah. I know. I know. It's it just sucks. I mean what what can you do? But what if the big swerve is, is that Sony stole Spider Man to Fox? <laughs> it was a swerve, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't that be something? Wouldn't that be something? Oh man. So yeah, well, this the future of Spider-Man, the, the Sony television thing. Who knows what's going to happen to it? I mean, they Spider-Man has a great rogues gallery and, and great supporting cast, but I don't know. I just don't trust anything Sony has to offer. I don't. I I, I really don't. Like, I just I, don't know what TV shows would keep me. Like, yeah, there's great characters, like a Smythe TV show and stuff. Like but I just don't trust them. Yeah. No, I don't either. And like. With with Fox and X Men coming up, Dark Fe- old Dark Phoenix, Dark Phoenix is or the X Men franchise with Fox has let me down so many times, and you know I I've still I I've seen everything, you know I've sat through everything, uh, with all the excitement I had for X Men Apocalypse to be let down the way that I did, um there's a good chance I'm probably not going to see Dark Phoenix right away, a very good chance. And which upsets me because I grew up X Men was my favorite, but when you when you put out a shit product, it's it's pretty shit mostly. I mean, aside from you know, like the Wolverine property was they did really good with. Um, yeah, I mean Lo- Logan was amazing. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And um, I actually really like the the uh, the Wolverine, the one in Japan. Uh, I like that one a lot too. But yeah, just a, but you know, what bothers me about that movie. Omega Red should have been in it. Yeah, probably. Probably should. That would have been a great spot for him yeah. to use him. Um, but, yeah, it's like, I don't know. It, it, Apocalypse upset me, too, because Brian Singer took back the reins of it. And he put out that it was just a pile of garbage. Brian Singer is the guy who brought X-Men to life and in, in a cinematic form. I did not like Apocalypse, so there's a, there is a chance that I might not rush to see Dark Phoenix. I feel like, I mean, yes, it's their curtain call for the Fox um, X-Men deal, but... Kind of. Yeah, kind of. Well, because we, the New Mutants... We oh, we're never getting that. We're never getting I, that. I, I think it's going to be 
like it's going to be just like a special. It's going to be in Disney Plus day one. Yeah, probably it could be. It could be. It looked good too, so that's why I'm like slightly upset about it. But yeah, I feel like Fox just they they did what a lot of these movie companies do. These movie places they they take something with huge name value uh, that's not on the big screen yet and. They just milk it out for every dollar they can get. And, you know, Resident Evil. Uh, not that Fox has it, but huge name value with, with video games. And they just put out just awful, awful movies that I refuse to watch um, after the the second one. I could not, just couldn't stomach it any, anymore. Um, so that's what I feel. And I'm so ready for X-Men to, to be back. To be with the MCU and to be utilized. Yeah. And we'll probably allude that properly. a little bit later in the we podcast. Will. We will. But yeah, let's get into Endgame now. Yeah, finally. Finally. That's okay. There's I'm a okay. lot of stuff going on. It's busy. I'm okay with a longer episode with this, to be honest with you, so we make sure we hit every detail. Um, first off, was Endgame anything like you expected? Mm, no. I Yes and no. I had a feeling time travel was going to happen. We all did, yeah. We, we had, but I thought because there was that guy that came out with the thing, and then you, all that stuff, and 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 my thing was, yeah, because we heard that Ultron was coming back. Yeah, we heard and, and so Th- much stuff. And Thanos died early, which he did. And then when Thanos died early, and then they start time time travel, I immediately go to King the Conqueror. So I I was thinking all along that this was going to be a launching pad to King the Conqueror being a villain. I did. It, I still do. It wasn't. It still could happen. It still could happen. But I thought, yeah, this is going to be a Kang movie, and we don't even know. Um, you know, there, there was a lot of signs to it. There, there was a lot of signs. The, the Russo said that there was parts that they didn't even, you know, that they used in the in the trailers that wouldn't make it. And there were quite a few parts, you know, trailer parts that were cool that did not make the final cut of the movie. Um, but I do have to agree with you. Endgame, we did know, we, we did have a, an idea that time travel was going to be a huge part of it. With everything that happened with the quantum realm, with um, you know Doctor Strange and all the sorcerers, we, we kind of knew that that was the direction that, that they were going. They did a really good job of it. Um, but yes, Thanos dying early surprised me, and I'm glad that it happened. Did you go right away, though? Holy crap, that guy may be right. Yes, I did. It, I did, and you know, with, with the way that they did it, it left me curious. The rest of the movie, like from a psychology standpoint, it was good. Killing off that version of Thanos as early as they did, um, you know, he had just snapped the stones to get rid of the stones, and you know, they go up there and they 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 murder well Thor goes for the head and it was a great scene surprised everybody everyone's like oh, in the theater it was really cool but yeah it it left mystery for me how are they gonna go how are they gonna undo this it really did you know and which I was happy about I was really happy about um, and then yeah it jumped to five years later and it was it was it was kind of cool because we never really really get to see the aftermath of a lot of stuff that happens in the MCU and you get to see all those effects. It, it made it made the snap feel real because you're you're seeing these people at you know dealing with it, right? You're not just it's not just the action parts, the best story parts. You're actually witnessing 
people going through depression and 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 everything else that that goes with it like Steve Rogers is is doing like these meetings for 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 people to just talk about it so it's uh yeah it legit the first half of the movie was all them was just everybody dealing with the snap and it set a very surreal tone and it it, yeah it made it made things seem more realistic more relatable i guess more human uh is the probably the best way to put it when when watching that so yeah um so like my overall just give you know you basically kind of laid out your overall thoughts of it it would it just, I think it kept us on a roller coaster. I think it hit, it was a very emotional movie. Very. It hit a lot of emotional points. But it also kept the, the lightheartedness that you wouldn't get out of a Sony movie or a Fox movie. I did not expect to laugh as much as I did. I did not either. And it was, and, and it was great. Um, we'll kind of get into our favorite moments. Yeah. And maybe... Little critiques. They're very small, in my opinion, but little critiques. Little critiques, yeah. But uh, it was, yeah, it was just constantly great. And then there was, some, like I told you, there were some characters that I didn't expect to be in this. As minor as they are, I popped. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I did too. So, do you want to run through, like, the whole movie, like, step by step? Or, um, or do you want to just kind of say our favorite discussion? moments and stuff like that. Okay. And, you know. Um, the big moments of the movie and the favorite moments of the movie and stuff like that. Okay. Because everyone's watched it. So. Everyone's watched it. Yeah, that is true. That is true. Uh, let's see. There was a lot of fun. Like the, the, I did enjoy the time travel bit, right? Where they're all going back in yes. time to different points in time. You know, Nebula. Different and, other movies too, which was great. Yeah. You know what it felt like to me? Um. I'm sure you're, you've obviously played play video games in your lifetime. Um, it felt like replaying a level in a video game with different characters. Like the Lego um, game is specifically like to do this. You, you know, you, you go through with the regular characters and you have to come back with uh, different characters with different abilities to do stuff. Um, like it was really cool seeing Hawkeye and Nat on Vormir in space. It was cool seeing War Machine. Uh, on Morag, like, who would have thought? These guys, these regular Earth-level heroes that are protecting Earth are out in space doing stuff. Um, but I must say, the Vormir scene surprised me. It surprised me. But as soon as I caught on that Hawkeye and Nat were going to Vormir, I knew something was up. I knew something was fishy. I, I really did. And... You know, it made sense for Black Widow to be the one to go to drop down. I think it did. 100%, and I think it has more of an effect. Let's not trying to be like that guy. No, I know. My wife dying is not the same. My wife tried to argue with me about it, and I'm just like, no. Like, Nat's a prominent fixture in the MCU. Hawkeye has been a side, like, just side, just cameo guy. superhero see you too people gotta remember that yeah she is and she's been just prominently featured in just about everything right iron man 2 civil war all the avengers movies and 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 she's been there so i was legitimately shocked if if barton if if hawkeye is the one to get thrown down there i'm just like oh they whatever they they just pissed away the entire 
you know, Hawkeye run. Like, they could have did so much more with him, but that's it. But with Nat, who is who is a great character, I, I think she's a great character, it, it legitimately shocked me. I, I didn't know. I didn't expect it. Nobody anticipated it. Everybody, the only people people anticipated anything happening to was Tony Stark and, and Steve Rogers. We didn't know about Nat. We didn't. We Thor didn't, was brought up. Thor just as well. Contract, but yeah, just those big three. Black Widow was not suspect. So when it happened, it was shocking, but it worked because Hawkeye does have a family. Like it would have been. It would have been kind of emotional if Nat has to go back and tell, you know, Hawkeye's family what happened that he was a hero that saved it. But. I don't know. It, it was a happier ending, and we all know that there's plans for Jeremy Renner to do a Disney Plus show. Um, so you have to keep him alive in that instant. Um, and Nat, they are doing Black Widow movie, but it is going to be a prequel of which sorts. is great. Yes, because I've been loving the Marvel backstory stuff. Yes, which I loved. Okay, so I love the, like, because this movie was like a love letter to the fans that have been there since the beginning. It is, and I love them time traveling. Back to the other movies that already happened. But you know what my favorite time travel was? 1970. Because now we got into some more cool, like, Marvel back history. I loved when you watched Black Panther and you went to the 90s. Yeah. Marvel was in the 90s. Like, I loved uh, Agent Carter TV show. Like, I want to know how we got here. Right. And Black Widow's going to be great because that's going to be that 90s to early 2000s. How, how did we get here? And they, there's so many like Russian type characters and spy type characters. Yeah, you have the whole uh, Cold War that you yeah. could you can utilize, and you you really you can do more with Winter Soldier in that respect. You know, I don't know how far back Black Widow is going to go. Yeah, nothing. I don't think. Well, they haven't started filming, or they maybe they might be working on a script. But you know, there are a lot a lot of Cold War characters, a lot of you know, Hydra characters. We we missed yeah. we missed in you know in between the first Captain America and you know, well the beginning of Ca- the first Captain America and the end of first Captain America. You missed essentially the Hydra takeover of Shield, and there's a lot of different Barons. Like it, you can Hydra, utilize yeah. Baron Strucker a little bit more. You, there's a lot of different characters that you could utilize, and it's it's interesting. They've set themselves up where where backstory, where where filler stories, filler movies, TV shows, are will work, and they will work very well. By the way, uh, I know we're going to be jumping around, but that's what we're doing on the show. How great was the elevator scene with Captain America saying "Hail Hydra"? <laughs> by the way, and, and and we talked about people you didn't expect. This wasn't the one that made me go, "Yeah." We'll talk about it in a minute. But Crossbones and, and Jasper Sitwell, yeah. I would have never thought they would have been in, no. in this movie at all. No, I didn't either. Um, and what Robert Redford too? Uh, his uh, yeah. director Alexander Pierce. Pierce. Alexander Pierce. Like that was that was fan service. And again, like going back to the beginning when everyone has to deal with Thanos, it was really cool to see the in between stuff, especially for that first Avengers movie. Because, right, they had, they had the scepter at the beginning of the first movie, and all of a sudden, Hydra has it at the beginning of Alt- Age of Ultron. How did they have it? Right. And now you cut, now you get an idea. So, like, okay, S.H.I.E.L.D. had it. They utilized it. They lost it. And, like, that was, that was really cool to see the in-between stuff. And, you, like, Ant-Man, like, I loved Ant-Man's part in this, because he's like, 
he asked him who they were, and Tony Stark's like, well, they're S.H.I.E.L.D., oh, they're actually Hydra, and, and Ant-Man's just like, they look like bad guys, how did you trust them? <laughs> it was so, so well done, so well done, uh, and it, it, it tied up a, some really cool... I remember, that's America's ass. That's America's ass. That's the, oh, that was such a good, such good verbiage. That was a cool fight, too, uh, yeah. seeing Cap versus Cap from different time zones and... So if you want to like real quick go like to time travel time, so like the 2012, like the New York, that was cool because you had like I said, we kind of laid out everything that happened with them trying to you know uh, get get those two stones back. But then uh, I, I I liked I, I did like um, uh, Hulk, Professor Hulk, which. God, Professor Hulk rules. He was really good. He, he was the scene where he's like taking his selfies and it was like a one picture and <laughs> Take the goddamn phone. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, Professor Hulk didn't didn't expect. Yeah. Awesome surprise and it was awesome. But him and the Ancient One and them talking. And, it was really good dialogue. And that, that, that was very cool. And she realizes like, whoa, wait, what? He yeah. gave up the stone? Like... There was a play, and I'm still trying to think how him giving up the stone would utilize. Like I'm trying to figure out. I it, think exactly. He, did it for, he wouldn't have given it until he knew it had to happen. So he he knows if he doesn't give up the stone, maybe Thanos takes it by force. But he knows by that moment, him giving up the stone, telling Tony, "Don't." Tony finds a way to do what they mm, did. Oh, it's a psychological I, thing. I think, yeah. Okay. All right. That's that's fair. We'll get into that in a little bit too. Um, but it's, yeah, the time travel stuff was really cool. The uh, Guardian stuff was cool in 2014. And... Dude, this is this is the charm. This is the charm of why I love the Guardians because you you cut to the scene where where Chris Pratt, a Star Lord, good to see the rats again. Yeah, he's dancing around. He's got he's got the music playing, but this time you don't get the the overall shot of it. It's, yeah, it's, just, you, him it's just him singing it with the headphones. <laughs> and then he's just going, going, having fun, not suspecting anything, and the war machine just chops him down. <laughs> it made me, like, that scene, like, made me love Chris Pratt even more. Like, it was so, so, so good. I, and very well done. And they get the Power Stone, and, and you know, everything ha- starts to happen. This is where Thanos gets brought back into the picture, which... I liked. The, I yeah. How did you feel about the Nebula sync thing, where she's starting to get the memories? The Nebula 2014 is starting to get the memories of current day Nebula. It made sense. With one of the the gripes though was when she shot herself. Yeah. And um. But she didn't die. Right. Yeah. That was a gripe, and I was slightly confused. But I'm sure there's a way that it can be justified somehow. But. This was a great way to bring Thanos back into the fold. Here you get a little bit of a deeper look at Thanos from that time period. You see Ebony, Ebony Ma and the Black, you know, the Black Order, really in full force. And I loved Ebony Ma. He was one of my favorite. He's. But we didn't get enough Ebony Ma. We did not. We, we got an, a, a lot of him here. We did. We we did get enough of it. Um, he was. He's probably one of my favorite. MCU villains, even though he's been killed off, you know, that's been portrayed, his voice and, and everything just works. So, but it was cool to see, see them to that point. And yes, Ma did play, have, you know, a, a bigger part than the rest of the, the children of Thanos. 
um, at least from like Corvus Clave, Proxima Midnight, and and the other yeah, one. Yeah, they were there, but they were there, but not featured so prominently. So it was it was cool. It, it was cool to see you know Thanos a little bit more active from at this point because I think before Infinity War, and yes, I did say Infinity War, um, we had this this idea that he just sat on the sidelines and watched everything happen. Because that's what you got in the first that's, Guardians movie. That's what we, first Guardians. Um, oh, Avengers! I forget. Yeah, with Loki and for yeah at the very end. So there was yeah you got a different idea of him. He's actually going after. He's physically doing it. I mean, Infinity War enlightened us to what he was doing the whole time. But um, this one, this this helped. Help show show what Thanos was doing during this time period. So I thought that was a nice touch. Um, and yes, that 1970s bit was everything coming full circle. Yeah, I think Tony. Do you say and like if Tony doesn't have that conversation with Howard, maybe he doesn't sacrifice himself. Maybe not. And I think that was good because he always wanted acceptance from his dad, and it was kind of it was closure for closure. It was closure. So like. I thought that scene was was just really good. I I enjoyed it, and like I said, that old, like I just love that whole like old school Shield stuff. Like that was really neat because I I would love like a seventies Shield movie. Like it was just like what happened? <laughs> what were they dealing with then? Um, this was before the time travel. We didn't touch on it. Hawkeye. Uh, I loved the Ronin thing. Like yes. he's so mad about his family disappearing, he's off killing bad guys. I don't think we got enough of it, and I don't know how. And I get it; we had a three-hour movie, and they did a, a good amount of it. But I, I really liked the Ronan character. I almost would have loved to have him fight it, like him be there, but not wanting to be there as Ronan, like uh, thinking the plan's not going to work, or just. But he's like, all right, <laughs> and I'll stop murdering bad guys. Let's like, do it. it was, yeah. It, you know, that was just like, what? Uh, and then, of course, they did play a little bit into that with the Vormir scene. Where, So I'm trying to go back to the before stuff. Oh, here's one little emotional moment that got me. It didn't get anybody else. I, when when, when Ant-Man comes back and he sees Cassie, like, I actually... That, that, that was touching. Me. Most people did, did I don't know, maybe just too early in the movie. I don't know, but like... I think it was, it was good. You know what? Because... Here you're seeing a different side of Paul Rudd. But I'm also a big Ant-Man guy. Not everyone I am is, too. So I, I'm. You're seeing a different side of Paul Rudd. You're seeing a different side of Scott Lang where he's still goofy, but shit's a little bit more serious now. And you know what I mean? He, if, you know, we all know this, this story was planned out, but if his character does not, if that rat does not conveniently hit the switchboard, if I, you know, the the rest of the movie doesn't really pan out. They they don't know. They don't figure anything out. It took five years too for it to yeah for him to come back. Five years. It was a really cool moment because he was confused. It was intense. I mean, this was like I never I never see Paul Rudd in a serious thing like that. Maybe the last serious Paul Rudd you know material that I've ever seen was um, that Friday the Thirteenth he was in. That might be it. I'm sure he's been in others, but yeah. every other role he's been, it's been straight comedy. Even Ant Man, when shit got serious, he was still, you know, he still had this funny look to him. In this, you know, he he was, he did have his funny moments, 
but there was a lot of serious he intense stole moments. The show a little bit. He like did. I don't think people expected him to be as catalyst as he was. Right. Um, and he was he was a huge catalyst. Uh, Trying to think some other before the time travel moments. Oh, Thor. Yeah, Fat Thor. All right, so <laughs> my moment. Korg and me. Like, I was, I, I, Marissa just like, because I was like, yeah, I don't know if you heard me, saw me do that little, like, I think, I might have. I was so excited, like. I was too. Uh, we didn't know that was happening. No. Nobody said that. No. I Valkyrie the Asgardians were gone. I did too. That that was the, what eluded. So there's a question And the there. new Asgard thing was cool, because that's an allude to the comic book reference, which is really Yeah. Cool. You see Valkyrie, and, and then, you know, it, it leaves this, like, question of timing by the way real quick side note love the cosmic ghost rider freaking comic book reference oh yeah so you we just go back and kill Thanos as a baby, baby yeah. <laughs> i looked right at you and you're just like you yeah. just nodded your head i was like they just did a cosmic ghost rider reference that's rule so good i loved it uh <laughs> there was a lot a lot of fun you know the journey to the all the quantum realm stuff was fun they're all giving off their philosophies as far as what they think time travel is like and and oh yeah all, uh, <laughs> all those t- time travel all, movies. All, yeah all the uh, back to the future references <laughs> um but no but yeah uh, back to but yeah thor like and, you know valkyrie was there but yeah drunk thor and talking trash to people, kids playing video games just eating pizza yeah he was a drunk it was big lebowski thor and like oh your man even said it he's like by the way lebowski <laughs> so good it, it, you know what? It, it it worked for me too on many levels. It it did it. You have to for this movie to work. You have to you have to have everybody be affected by it somehow. Thor took it the hardest. He should have went for the head. You know, he it, it wasn't by choice. He didn't expect you know the 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 result to to come the way it did. But it, you know, we all know at the end of Infinity War, he was the last person to battle Thanos before Thanos snapped and he thought he had him and it's been bugging him this toned down Thor for the entire movie right it toned him down he's not the same person he was the same fighter uh warrior however you want to describe it he's not the same person that he was five years ago obviously um he's depressed he physically he's changed because he's depressed um and you see it in in his angle when him and Rocket go back to Asgard. Yeah, they go to Asgard, and uh, and and he's just he can't do it. Like he's not the same hero that he was. He he'd rather go find the wine cellar instead of that. And you know he we get a, a just another closure moment with him and his mom Frigga that was so well done. Renee Russo, that was a pleasant surprise. That was really great. To and see. Natalie Portman was actually in it for and a few seconds. And they said no Natalie Portman, and there she was. There she was. So Russo brothers, you lied again. Um, it was great to see her rockets bit was was fun and it was cool seeing him be the leader the, the you know the, the the leader to you know trying to get Thor set he slaps him across the face tries to get him to his senses and we talk about breakout characters and and, and I think Ant-Man and Rocket Raccoon which they were popular but I think they come out of this movie just looking m- like gold right much bigger I, I you know and were you like? Were you disappointed that he used Okoye more? No, I, I was a little bit because were you? they used every single one of those like 
I'll call them the new Avengers kind of because it was they were the Avengers left after the snap, and you know War Machine had a pretty big role. Rocket had a pretty big role. Captain Marvel, she didn't, she didn't. We're gonna touch on that in a minute. I From know, a, I know, but like I, I felt like you saw Okoye in that scene, and then you didn't see her again to the end. Right. See, I don't know because she, she never really time had traveled. <laughs> she could have. She was I, the only one they didn't use. Yeah. Other it depends on what you look at. I mean, she doesn't really have a great connection with the Avengers. I, that's the way. I mean, I could I can come up with different stuff, and everyone's going to have their different point of views. I don't know because I, I don't like at this point with the way she's been using the MCU. I don't. She's she's one of the main fixtures, but I don't see her from at an Avengers level. It's like I, if if that makes sense. So I was kind of glad that they they held off on her Captain Marvel too, and, and Captain Marvel is okay. So we get to, we, yeah we can get to that right now. You know, Captain Marvel's another one too who we seen at the beginning immediately she saves Tony and Nebula, um, but they didn't utilize her throughout the movie, and I was happy about that. And it's not in a bad way, and it's not in a bad way. And a lot of people will will jump to you know the the PC thing, you know, like oh you're told sexist. A better story. It did. She's. If she's there the whole time, there's no struggle. Who's more powerful? Jean Grey's the Phoenix, maybe? That's about it? Maybe. There's not many more Captain Marvel is a great character. She's one of the most powerful beings. So you can't just go, oh, here she is, kill everybody, it's over. Like, Yeah, there's no there's no story. There's no roller coaster ride that, that makes you appreciate the high moments. and You know what I mean? There, there isn't. And the way Captain Marvel was utilized was excellent i think it was just right it was just right for what they 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 were doing um i did like the haircut too by the way i thought that was a nice touch that i didn't expect to come but it actually looked good it looked really good on brie larson it it, it works it, it looks just like the comic book very like yeah. spot on like the comic book um with it so it it worked pretty well uh, let's see. What else? Do we, uh, time travel. Um, so, I mean, we kind of touched. We touched. They've got everything. Uh, I'm pretty much all time travel. So we did the before stuff. You know, Professor Hulk, Ant Man coming back, Ronin, Captain Marvel, the new Avenger kind of thing. Like they had the Council. Like I'm trying to think if we miss anything else before we get to the after time travel stuff. Um. I think I think we're pretty good. I think so. I mean, next is pretty much the. Be- the the end the the la- the third act, so to speak. Um, you know they have all the stones. Tony creates a gauntlet, his own version of the gauntlet, which I think a lot of people were expecting and hoping to see. Utilizing his Iron Man bleeding edge uh, tech, and you know they, somebody's got a snap. It ends up being the Hulk, who's the most powerful one. He can he can kind of deal with he can deal with gamma radiation it, it messes him up but it was a really it was a really cool struggle of, of them using like thor thought he was still mighty enough to to do it and tony's like dude you're not you're not it, further alluding to you're not the same person you were so hulk does it and immediately they look outside there's birds flying in the window and hawkeye's getting a phone call from his wife it was cool. It was a breath of fresh air. It was, in wrestling terms, we call it the, I guess, the hope spot. <laughs> I, I, you really do because you, you think that's it, but little did they know, you know, Nebula 
which is I'm glad I'm glad that she was using that that light. They did the old switcheroo with her past self, and Nebula brings about. She was another big one too. That yeah, they, another star. Yeah, who's been? Well, she you, was. If I would have told you that the Avengers Endgame movie, the three biggest stories told. Well, three of the five biggest stories told were going to be Rocket Raccoons, Ant-Man's, and Nebula's. What would you say? I would call you a liar. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I would call you a liar. I really would. Uh, but Nebula was used very well, and she brings about Thanos' ship, who co- travels through the quantum realm using Pym particles, and you know transfers through. And this is the start of everything. Um, he blows up the compound, and like, and it's instantly like you. You thought, you know, you really didn't know what was going to happen after the snap, like going leading into the to the snap to bring everybody back, but it did. And then the, the the final battle just just hits you. It was it was so cool, and it provided some really really cool moments too. Um, nice closure moments. The good thing about Endgame, the best part of it was it tied up a lot of little things little nods at the the diehards a lot of people noticed and one of them in you know in the fight with iron man thor and cap against thanos was yeah we can kind of get into that too real quick is uh the the fight yeah and and the fight scene was awesome it was really it was really good and the biggest shocker was it was cap wielding mjolnir uh which was a huge moment and like really big, and it, it it tied up that end that you know we've seen back at Age of Ultron. He, he moved it a little bit. He moved. He rocked me on there a little bit when everybody's playing the table or trying to get the hammer off of the table uh, right before Ultron starts to show up. But um, Cat wields it, and like his combo moves were so cool with it, utilizing the shield and the hammer. It was. It was well done. It was that was fan service for me. That was one of the highlights of the movie for me personally. Um, uh, so in the fight scene, lots of great moments out of that. First off, I mean when all the portals opened up from the that's sorcerers. my favorite part of the movie and something I I haven't been able to like satisfy like set like watching it over and over again. Like there's some parts, there's a lot of parts of movies that I have to watch over and over again to set like. Be like, okay, I'm, I mean, it's like listening to a song over and over again, yeah. right? The, in Infinity War, that was Thor, Groot, and Rocket showing up in Wakanda. Like, that part was powerful. The portals part was unexpected. Everybody comes back from, from Infinity War. And on top of all that, you get the Wakandans. You get the Sorcerers. Um, who else? Because there was other, like... Uh, Ravagers. The Ravagers. How were the Duck? I didn't see that. He's in that... I have to, I did not notice that. It's right when uh, Wasp, um, when Wasp comes out, if you look to her right, Howard the Duck is in it for a second. And I only found that out by by looking back. Um, I found a stream of it. And, and mind you, I'm not about, I, I hate piracy. Um, but I, I looked it up just to find the scene because somebody mentioned it. And for a split second when Wasp is coming out on the right-hand side, there's a Ravager that walks past the screen there's Howard the Duck for a second, and another Ravager walks past. So Howard the Duck was featured. So there was there's Ravagers. Um, very cool. Korg, Korg and Meek were there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah the Ravagers, Wakandans, Asgardians, Sorcerers. Yeah, it was, Guardians, yes. Valkyrie Guardians. Yes, yes. So it was um, 
surprising mix. We almost got everybody that ever was that was still alive. Yeah. In that, except, and I wonder if she just only signed on for one movie. We didn't get Nakia out of Wakanda. We got everybody yeah. else but Nakia, and we didn't get Nakia in Infinity War either. So I don't know. That was that bugged me. I think that bugged me more than Okoye being misused. Yeah, um, but that was but Shuri being as badass as she is. Shuri like, was awesome. Uh, that, that whole scene was just dramatics. And you know, as soon as we left the theaters, I found the soundtrack to it, and the song is just called "Portals." And I just I feel that you know ride like right off the bat. I under left Cap, and like it was like what is this happening? Like. I, because you, you, you're all like they have a chance now. Because how intimidating was Thanos's army? Like the big gorilla super guys and like intimidating. And it's just Cap standing there with a broken shield. And it was like holy crap. Um, what uh, the A Force nod? Yes, very cool. Yes, that like, was that was the, pretty. All neat. the women in, in the MCU. That, that was, was really cool. cool. Uh, there was there's just so much. I, I was glad it was ha- it was cool to see everybody on screen. Together, this this really truly was the combination of twenty two movies. You legit had every main hero that was still alive together, and you know it was co- cool. This past week, Chris Pratt revealed a behind the scenes video that he took of right before they're filming it. They're discussing what they're doing. Uh, they were told no no video you know no filming, but Chris Pratt did it anyways. And it was cool skimming through, seeing everybody. Um, you know, around and and all that, but yeah, it was it was neat. It was it was a breath of fresh air. You know, I was excited to see the Guardians come back, even though um, the Guardians weren't really used very heavily in the final and, and battle. You got like 2014 Gamora. Now does she disappear when Iron Man snaps and Thanos' army goes away? No. So, I don't think so because at the very end. So where I wonder where she goes because I do see the very end the guardian. She's he's looking for Gamora. He's looking for present day Gamora. Um, with that we'll, we'll get a little more into that. But yeah, the fight was was epic. There was the struggle, Captain. And then, like I said, the way Captain Marvel's uni- utilized her her biggest thing is flying through ships apparently, and she destroys Thanos' ship. She comes in battles Thanos and actually prevents. Him from using the gauntlet. He had put the gauntlet on. She goes after. She like blocks it. And I think one of the coolest parts of that was when Thanos goes to headbutt her and nothing happens, nothing at all. But then he he's she's holding him back and he rips off the power stone and like uppercuts. Like that was kind of cool too. He, yeah, he hits her with that sto- with the stone, which I thought was really cool. Yeah, and he can't, he has the or what? No, it was Tony. Tony. uh Tony looks at Doctor Strange, and Strange does that. The sign he did when he pulled, well, the thing he did when he pulled the Soul Stone out at, at the end of Infinity War, and Tony was like, "No, this was this is what it was for. This was this was my hint." It was that one in and fourteen he, million. Yeah, and he goes for it, and the benefit of using utilizing the Bleeding Edge armor uh, to create the gauntlet was that Tony could absorb, um, you know. He could absorb the stones. Thanos had the stones, went for a snap, and um, nothing. The stones were gone. Tony had the gauntlet. There's this really, you know, really cool moment uh, where Tony says, "I am Iron Man." And 
one last time. Snaps. All of Thanos' army disappears, but unfortunately at the cost of, of Iron Man. Like, that was... That was tough. I know, I know you guys were upset, like, watching, not like, like in a, in a good, like a good, not like you were mad about it, but, thing was great. Yeah, it was a great bit. Because that was, boom, right back to 08. And, yeah, what, huge, huge tribute to that. And I think, you know, one thing that I noticed, too, uh, that really stood out, remember in the first Avengers movie, where Cap said, told Tony, you're, you're not the kind of guy to, Lay down your life to save others. There's some along those lines, yeah, when and then he, arguing. he, and then he ends up being the one who legitimately laid down his life to save. You know, it, I would, to, 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 well, to save Earth. Um, and I thought that you know that they made alliteration to that just the first Avengers movie when Tony sent the rocket into space, and then falls back, and he has all that trauma. But I think it really truly came full circle that statement came full circle with this. You know, you get Spider-Man coming up and hugging him and, and, and Pepper's, you know, trying to do her best to keep her composure, who, by the way, uh, you know, in her rescue, rescue gear, armor was, was cool. really, really cool. That it, was something nice I didn't idea. expect. And, you know, you can rest down. She's she's tearing up. And, and then Spider-Man come back, because you know that's really why he did it. Yeah. He, he wanted to give Peter a future. He did. If he didn't see that picture when he was washing the dishes, uh, he would have never came back to, you know, went to the Avengers HQ and, and figured it out. So um, the funeral was, it was tough. It was tough. Um, uh, the only thing I didn't, so, all right, so now they do save the day. We can kind of talk about those scenes. I mean, the funeral, the funeral was tough. I had to ask you who the kid was. That was one thing. That's a special moment that I think they should have kind of like teed it up a little bit. Like hey, I think that's so the kid too. From Iron Man three. Yeah. But I just had to. Everyone's like, oh, yeah, that's a kid. They were guessing, but there wasn't. You know what I mean? I think kind of because it takes away from the moment of now. You're like, who is that kid? Oh, Nick Fury's here, and they. It's you know what I mean? Like, but it was nice seeing everybody there at the funeral. It was. Yeah, it was cool. Uh, you know, the, the way the scene went, they went to the different, you know, groups of people. Um, you get Spider-Man and his Aunt May. You get the Guardians all together. You get, you know, Hawkeye and his family. Um, you know, William Hurt was there, too. General, you know, General Ross was was back in there. It was, uh, it was a really nice pan. And, you know, putting everything into perspective, it was kind of like losing a friend. In a way, because you think back, Robert Downey Jr. as Iron Man has been, well, has been, Robert Downey Jr. has been Iron Man for the last 11 years. It's been a thing that revitalized his career, too. It did. It did. Look at everything that's done from it. Sherlock Holmes, you know, he had two great runs with that. Tropic Thunder. Tropic Thunder was was hilarious. And (laughs) I love Tropic Thunder. And, and only Tom Cruise movie I like. Yeah, <laughs> if you can call it a Tom Cruise Boots movie. In the fur. <laughs> but it was like losing like a like a friend. Like I, I think back to where I was in life eleven years ago when he first donned that armor. Two thousand eight, I was a junior in high school, right? And all the growing up that I've done since then, or lack of growing up, depending on who you ask. But growing up, you know how much my life has changed in the last eleven years, right? Graduating high school, going to college. Pro wrestling. I couldn't believe it, yeah. Uh, 
getting married. Uh, it, it's been a lot. It's 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 been a lot, and it was legit like losing a best friend. Like that, no matter how weird and wacky life got, you could always just pop in a Marvel movie and Iron Man's there. Get lost in it. Yeah. Get lost in it. And yeah, like it's uh, we knew it was coming, right? We we all. I think we all thought it was Captain America, which. We kind of get anyways, but we do in a, in a less in a little bit more subtle way, uh, which was you know just cool. But the the funeral was emotional, and then we talk about Captain America. He take goes takes the stones back, but while he does it, he decides to enjoy life, and he grows old. He does. He so, does. So you see, old Captain America, and uh, that was an emotional moment because Bucky and Falcon were both there, and he and he and he gives. He gives the shield the same. He did, and I'm I'm glad that they did that. Originally, I thought the way that the Winter Soldier was being built up through the movies with the Winter Soldier with Civil War, that it was gonna lead, it was gonna be Winter Soldier's, you know, that's him coming, rec- making a full recovery. He gets to be the next Captain America. Um, but I'm glad they give, they give it to Falcon because he has he has the same ideologies as Cap. A little bit more like <laughs> the attitude. Is a little bit more extreme than Cap. He's he's very feisty. He's a very feisty individual. Individual, uh, but I'm really glad. Like that was a touching closure moment between Cap and Sam. And I could tell by the way that everything was happening that Bucky knew that Cap was going to do this. He was going to go back in time, stay in time, stay in time, marry Peggy Carter, you know, have the life that he always wanted, um, and then, and then you know, come back. Come back to the present time as an old man. Pass, pass on the shield. Um, he knew it. It was, it was cool closure. It really was. I one thing I did. A lot of people brought up. I wish they'd have a scene where he's going to. And I want to know first off how they brought the Soul Stone back to Vormir, how that works. But Cap bringing the Soul Stone to back skull. to Vormir with the Red Skull. Like how interesting that would that have been? Have been because that have been a nice little dialogue. Maybe we'll get a deleted scene with that. We might. I think it would be. I think it would be really cool uh, to do that. But um, so the after effects, right? Oh, we, we, we'll talk about the Guardian thing in a minute. Yes, but it's five years later, and people who didn't disappear age, but people who did disappear didn't age. And now, like, oh, Peter Parker, them go back to high school. I and everything. He was, it's just weird to me. The timeline, right. it's gonna. That's the only thing that, and it's a very minor criticism. And I'm sure it's gonna be answered in Far From Home. They might, yeah, because they they alluded to Ned definitely went away. And then if you kill 2014 Thanos, does this never happen? Like it's ah. There's a lot. There's a lot of discussion. Like timeline travel is, it's it's fun because it, it gets to it creates a whole dialogue. Like what what does truly get affected if if cap goes back in time and lives out his life how does this all happen how does this all come that would change all of that realistically but i think um actually well i'll save that bit um yeah I'll, I'll save that. We'll, bit. we'll talk about the Guardians. Yeah, we'll talk so, about the Guardians. And we'll, we'll and then make we to that. think we have a new member of the Guardians of the Galaxy. We do. Thor, which I think is chemistry rock. It was awesome. And he loved that he calls Groot Tree. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, 
I, I, I think it's good for him because I, I told you that it, the Thor franchise, as far as the first movie and the second movie, were my least favorite. I've said that. I've been very vocal that Dark World sucks. Yeah. And, and by the way, when he goes, these people called the Dark Elves, ooh, like spooky, <laughs> like, that was, that was the basically shitting on that movie. Like, it essentially ooh, was, spooky. wasn't it? Um, the, that time travel scene in this movie was the best Thor 2 scene ever. Ooh, spooky, Derek. <laughs> oh, God, he was... I am the god of thunder. I will rain on you in your mom's basement. <laughs> so, but that comedy and, and that character, and I, I am excited. He didn't lose weight yet either. No. So, him being a Guardian is going to be a lot of fun. And I really hope that is, hey, he's in Guardians 3. Because I think what... It, I think they love that Thor Ragnarok so much, but maybe he didn't want to commit to... A m- bunch of movies, but like he's yeah, Hemsworth, can we get you for one more? One more, he, you know, he keeps stating that he'll play Thor as long as the MCU wants to use him. And and Ragnarok did um, leave a lot to be desired in a, in a good way. In a good way, Iron Man and oh, Cap Ragnarok was awesome, Ragnarok was awesome, and people don't like that. I don't, I don't understand. I respect your opinion, but I don't understand. <laughs> it brought new life to Thor. I want, like, after I watched Ragnarok, I was like, I want another Thor trilogy. I want this I Thor. I want a fun space Thor trilogy. Yes. So them utilizing you know him in any respect that they can. If he keeps coming back, absolutely good. Uh, you know it, it's good. Steve Rogers, you know Cap and Iron Man, uh, they were the pioneer. They were part of the, the pioneer duo, uh, but they want to move on with their own respective acting careers. I think I think uh, Chris Evans wants to go into directing a little bit more. He wants to kind of just relax. Um, RDJ too. I remember telling he's older. He's, you know what I mean. It's yeah. How much? He's how made an ass load there? of money. You know, I don't. I mean, I don't know what metric unit that an ass load is, but he's made a lot of money off the MCU, where he could probably retire comfortably um, if he really wanted to. But, but yeah, I'm glad Thor. You know, as they're teasing it, they they damn sure better do it if if that's to be the case. But Thor and Guardians of the Galaxy. Gives me new hope for Guardians of the Galaxy three. Like it, it's it makes me want to see it even more. And it, it, and on top, you know, with that, and on top of the news that it's it's gonna start filming earlier, I'm I'm excited. Like I'm I'm just really excited. I, I think the dynamic between Thor and Star Lord is is very interesting. And, and there's so much fun space stuff they can still do. And 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 you know, we talked about Nova. I think I think we're gonna finally get Nova. We'll we might. We we very well so. Uh, one thing, I guess it didn't really bother me. I was overall, what would you rank it in the MCU movies? To me, I really enjoyed it, and I think it may be my second favorite. But nothing to me can can top Civil War. I loved. You it. think Civil, Civil War. War is the number one? In my opinion, it's my opinion. I go Winter. No, it's fine. Uh, Winter Soldier was really good. Endgame is top three, and it's gonna. I have to wait. I have to wait till it comes out on DVD. So the the you know that. That whole fresh feeling um, of when something comes out, I don't. I'm like, oh, this is the greatest thing ever. I hate to be that kind of person, you know. Where every time something new comes out, it's the greatest thing ever. I kind of let it sit, simmer. Um, you know, what this is going to be up there. Um, it's so hard. It's so hard. It, it would probably be probably be top three. Top three. Um, 
the first Avengers was just something really special too. And no matter how many times I watch it, that that first circle up scene is just like one of the coolest things in cinematic history. And it, it that that part stands it, out to me. Quite it a bit. is cool, but I don't know. Just like storytelling and Ragnarok. I mean, honestly, I think right in my top. I love Ragnarok. Yeah, but the Guardians. There's so many good ones. There's hardly any bad ones. Yeah. Um. I, but I mean, it was definitely it was a really, really, really good movie, and I think it it like they someone said it was a love letter to the fans. It was. It was. Um, yep. Our critiques are very minor. The um, the three thousand. Oh yes. <laughs> so uh, I was trying. I was trying to gesture it to you. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. I was like thirty. What? <laughs> Damn you. Um, love you three thousand was one of the. The saddest, probably the with his daughter, Morgan. with his daughter, um, the saddest lines uh, with the movie, but it was a special line. And somebody actually went and ran through the run times of every movie in the MCU to date, including Far From Home, because obviously that's been announced, um, and it added up to three thousand minutes. So, kind of crazy. Yeah, kind of crazy because they announced because uh, there's going to be some. Iron Man references in this movie Far from home. because I think they may you know how this it says Howard Stark School so I think they're gonna change it to Tony Stark School probably I, there's de- he's definitely gonna battle with that I'm sure that's gonna happen I'm yeah that'll definitely happen so that, that was a cool nod you know I love you three thousand um, but what's next we don't know we really don't know. There's been nothing announced past Spider-Man Far From I was going to bring this up, your thoughts on this. Uh, I was going to do it off air if we took a commercial break, but we could just do it now. How do you feel about holding this off, get Greg in to talk about the future, post-Avengers future? I'm okay with that. Yeah. It gives us another week with this, plus we can get Greg's real quick opinions on the movie and everything like that. I, I agree. I, I think he deserves to be a part of the future uh, yeah. talks of it because there is a lot of stuff that, that has stemmed. There's a lot of interesting theology that goes into yeah what's to come. There There's such a mystery. There's such a mystery. So yeah, we'll uh we'll set that up for next week. Let's let's do that next week. We'll do overall. Just Endgame was awesome. It was. It was. If you haven't seen it yet, you know, the spoiler ban was officially lifted by the guys who directed it. So, um, but I encourage you to go see it and and don't pirate it, please. For the love of God, do not pirate. Pay the entertainers. They deserve it. They've told us heartwarming. You know, they've been a part of our lives for the last eleven years. You know, some longer than others. They've yeah told us heartwarming stories, you know, gave us an alternative to the real world. You know, we all we all know the real world. It's it's real life is like not all sunshine and rainbows, but you know, when when shit's down or you get some downtime, you go pop at a Marvel movie. That those things are special. They they hold they hold a special place in a lot of people's hearts. And um, pay the damn actors. Go fucking pay for the movie. <laughs> Pay to go see the movie. Go see it in theaters. It's the best way to do it. Uh, don't pirate it. Um, I only, like I said, I only went for that one clip. I have not watched the full movie in pirate fo- in, in a pirating form. Um, I just don't agree with it. Just be there for the experience. You have to. And it, you know, opening night experience is the best way to do it. Because um, I did go that Sunday after we the the, the first Except Sunday Coca Cola freestyle line. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was horrible, by the way. And it, the machine kept breaking, and the guy kept having to re- re- repair the uh, 
Oh God, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> Memory, yeah. You know. Like Amy, just the world's largest pretzel ate to the barbarian. Legend. That thing was huge. <laughs> you still had three quarters of that thing yeah, left oh, yeah. by the time the movie was over. Oh man! But I got home and uh, had some herbal remedy, and it was gone. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. I got home and I had to watch the draft and record an episode of for the Bills Wire podcast. I had to do an episode for that. But I think that does it for us here, everybody. Um, thank you so much for tuning in, listening to myself and Chris's takes on the Avengers Endgame. Uh, hopefully, Greg will be back next week. Uh, if he is, we will do our future thoughts. We'll see you in the future. If not, if something unfortunately arises, me and Gala will have something cooked up for you guys. Uh, as far as an episode. So, all right. Uh, thank you for your support. Oh, by the way, thank you. This is our highest month of listenership ever, and hopefully it continues to grow. So if you like yeah, what... Keep telling your friends. Keep telling your friends. If you like what we do here, share it. Um, we try to have a fun experience with, uh, you know, with all this. So uh, thank you, and we'll talk to you next week. 